I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Right. Right. I've eaten my bar. But I will be sipping my coffee, but everyone can just fucking deal with it, frankly. I've got my cup of tea as well. Lovely. Well, hello. Hello and welcome back to Bitchin'. Every week we talk about a different person. We- yeah, I've done it again. I don't care. You're cutting straight I don't care. to the chase. It's on with the no show. No time for small talk. I'm not fucking about. Who's fucking about now? You got time to fuck about now? I've got zero time to fuck about now. I mean, I'm doing literally nothing else. Exactly. That's why I've got no time. Okay? You've suddenly become a woman who cuts to the chase. Who knew? I know. Because I've got to, otherwise... Who I, who I want to become is a worm who sits in my bed and scrolls endlessly. Mm-hmm. I just scroll. That's all. That's all my body and brain want me to do. Please take us to the phone. I don't want to do anything... Take me to the phone and let us input the information in that way. <laughs> and please don't make me do anything scary or anything new because I'm fried. But bitch, let me tell you, she's not the boss of me. Wow, so, you, so you're being productive, you cut into the chase. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm being productive, but... You're getting up. I've played Sims. Oh. I meditated for like five minutes the other day and then I thought I was God. <laughs> After I'd done that. Any yoga? You been doing any yoga? No, fuck that. Oh, I love it. Of course you do. Well, I had my woman on YouTube who I used to follow, but I only used to do her 10 minute sessions that are for, they're, they're called like her wake up routine and you do them with your eyes closed and then they don't really involve any exercise at That's all. That's nice. And then I ran out of those and then all the other ones were like actually proper yoga where you've got to like stretch and hurt yourself. So now I just do it myself. A bit of downward facing dog, a lot of child's pose, and then a bit of twisting looking over my shoulder that way, twisting looking over my shoulder that way. It's just stretching really. It's so nice. It is good to stretch. I'm not anti-yoga. I think what I'm anti is the kind of... uh, All the people who do yoga. The kind of wellness, yeah, the kind of wellness thing that's kind of just co-opted yoga for its own ends to make people feel bad about themselves and their bodies. Not a fan of that. And also I'm incredibly lazy, full disclosure. Well, this is why I like yoga, because it's sitting down exercise, and it's not really exercise if you do it the way I do it. I was just going to let you know that I'm recording this from my parents' house, because I've learned that that isn't breaking the rules. Oh, yeah. So Um, I'm now round at me ma and pa's. I'm sucking a dick as we speak. <laughs> I actually want to let people know that's a joke. And also, I've looked on our stats and we've got a few international uh, 
listeners, so we should let them know that that's a reference to our top government advisor who's been breaking his lockdown. Our Svengali figure, as my friend uh, Dominic Allen talked about him the other day when we were talking about him. And he said that he's every Svengali figure in history. There's always been a moment where everyone looks to them for the answer and they don't have it. Or that they become so powerful that eventually whoever they're supposed to give power to betrays them and turns on them. And he said, what did he say? He said, I can only hope that it happens in such a way that Dominic Cummings takes the entirety of the Tory party down with him. (laughs) And I hope it happens in the next few days. (laughs) I think the nation is behind that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to go to your parents because you were, you know, not if you were dying of coronavirus, no. But, you know, if you, a lot of us have been in flats now for, like, longer than a summer school holiday. It's nearly 11 weeks now. So I think, and and now they are allowing people to move house. So if you wanted to go move in with someone, I don't think that would be a particularly irresponsible thing to do as long as you're adhering to all the guidelines and all the rest of it. Especially if you're on your own or you're suffering from um, mental illness. But that isn't what Dominic Cummings did. He said, oh, I'm too ill to look after my kid, but I'm not too ill to drive for five hours a metal death box down the fucking... What is it, like 250 miles or something? It's a long way. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not swallowing any of it. No, I'm not even saying that any of it is justifiable, because it's not. It's not. I just watched the Transport Secretary on Andrew Marr, and it's so good. Because they read out the official government guidelines of what you're supposed to yeah. do particularly at the time that you did it and um mm-hmm. and the the transport secretary acts as though he's not been briefed it's like we all know this is the thing though it's that slightly i don't know soviet russian thing of they know that we know that it's a lie and we know that they know that we yeah. know it's a lie but it's all part of the performance and if we can all yeah. you know and they and the scary thing is if they if they do get away with it um i mean i'm really desperately trying to find dominic cummings home address so if anybody out there knows it do let me know what are you gonna do a protest well we'll see maybe we'll see i know that he lives in highbury so uh no islington so what i've been doing is i've got a picture of his house and i've been going on on street view just round all the streets in islington honestly about two hours yesterday I was just going around all the oh streets. Oh my god! Because it's a very distinctive front door. So when I find that front door, but if there's anyone listening who does know or knows someone who knows, I promise I won't do anything illegal. I know that makes it sound like I'm going to do something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, promise I won't smash his windows in. But you know the scary thing about him is that he's all during this. I just read a Twitter thread because, like you say, that's how information gets into our brains now. Indeed. About how he is um, throughout all of coronavirus has been sort of working in darkness to transfer loads of government data to private assets. And he's just managing to find loopholes to the way you have to have sort of due diligence is basically run it past people, but he's just finding friends and allies to run it past. So no one has eyes on what he's actually doing. And the night before they made their announcement where they said you should stop going to the pubs, but they didn't shut the pubs. Mm. He'd had this huge meeting with like loads of tech companies, including like Google and Deliveroo and Uber, where he's been coming up with his own theory of how we should tackle coronavirus. And it explains why he's been ignoring any like public bodies or health 
um, organisations and why the UK has acted so drastically differently from anybody else in oh the world. Oh my God. He, he believes that the way that we're going to tackle this is through big tech. And it's scary because he's also setting up all these things that then will last post-coronavirus. Which but is we're such a, we're not even a technologically advanced country anymore. Have you tried to get on a fucking bus in this country or get on the train? <laughs> we're f- we're no, so fucking lazy. We've got nothing. We've got absolutely nothing. It's scary. It's scary. What a load of shit. I know. Well, anyway, we're not talking about Dominic Cummings. Who are we? Yeah, we're not. Sorry. No, no, it was me. I brought him up. So this is bitching every week. We talk about a different person. We does say we diverge widely off track. And this week, we're talking about... Noel Edmonds. Yay! How did you get on with your Noel Edmonds research? I really, I enjoyed every I moment really of mine. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it was my favorite. I love doing this show. It's so fun. I think we should possibly only ever do f- fun people on <laughs> the show. Well, what I find is that I'm obsessed with everybody that we do beyond the point of doing the show. Mm. The research never ends, guys. Like to use our old expression, do your own googling. Like we we barely mm-hmm. scratch the surface, as we, as we know. <laughs> But like, I just like follow Paris Hilton now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I look, I watch all her stories. This morning, she was dying her dog <laughs> red. She dyed her dog red. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Next to the beach, she was on. She was on a beach. <laughs> of course, she was. And she like just went up to all these fucking dogs. She's got like eighty-five dogs. <laughs> she just had these little. These are like dyes that she must sell in her pet shop. What was she doing? Was it like a spray dye or a or a foam? Dye? I think it's like a non-temporary, a temporary hair dye for dogs. God love her. So she just fully dyed this little white pomeranian bright red. It looks shit. <laughs> it looks fucking shit. That's amazing. It looks ridiculous. I get so many people send me videos of Britney Spears dancing now. It's great. Oh. Yeah. Queen. 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 I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her and I love her baby boyfriend. And I don't care. <laughs> Good for her. She's having a lovely time. I'm such a hypocrite. But also, do you find that your um your phone is now like rigged to just let you know what everyone's up to? Like the amount of alerts that I get about Elon Musk is off the chain. <laughs> it just comes up with the Google Daily like news that you might be interested in and it's just all the people that we've covered. Yeah, my phone just must be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Who are you? Shall I read his wiki? Let's do it. Noel Ernest Edmonds, born the 22nd of December 1948, which makes him 71 years old. Doesn't look it. Is an English television presenter and executive producer. Edmonds first became known as a disc jockey on BBC Radio 1 in the UK and has presented light entertainment television programmes across 50 years, originally working for the BBC. His shows include Multicoloured Swap Shop, Top of the Pops, The Late Late Breakfast Show and Telly Addicts. From from 2005 to 2016, he presented the Channel 4 game show Deal or No Deal. God, love him. So we weren't really the right generation for like Noel Edmonds the first time but did you used to watch Deal or No Deal when you came in from school before you tea? Yeah obs- obsessively. Yeah. What a roller coaster of a show. I totally get the appeal of that show. I, tot- I totally get it. Oh my god did yeah. I know everyone's like oh it's not a show. Were you ever tempted to go on it? No. I did rehearse it in my head what I would yeah. how I would win. 
the £250,000. <laughs> but the thing that was stressed me out so much is when he offers you the swap at the end. Oh, you should always swap. Have you watched all the people who've won? Not as a compilation, but I mean, I watched a lot of it. I would watch a lot of it when people would win big money. Is there compilations of people winning big money? Oh, it's all on YouTube, mate. All the people oh. who've won the 250,000. I watched the first three people who won, all women. Yay. And two of them stuck with the money, with the same box, and one of them swapped and won. And it was, she was just so certain. She was like, yep, yeah, it's not in this one, it's in that one. It's in and that And she was right. One. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? But that's the appeal of the show, and it's why not Edmonds is the best person to present it, because he believes in all this slightly mystic... Yes, I literally thought that. He is literally... that. There is no better presenter for this show than Noel Edmonds. He believes his whole theories around, which we'll go into around self-belief around visualization and that's the that's the appeal of the show is even if you're a cynic part of you does believe that by sheer will you can make your money be in that box and then the power of like the mind and of Mm. and of like destiny it's just so he's just so great on the show he's the perfect presenter because he makes you take something very stupid very seriously Yeah, yeah and he's such a good actor that's the thing like his face, like when people, when the banker rings, when he's chatting to the banker, like it's pure panto. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. But you're right. He tries to apply logic to something that is just opening a ra- load of random boxes. But he, it, you honestly buy into his view of it, which is that you can, you can, you have control over what's happening. It's, it's great. The banker. The banker is Dominic Cummings. <laughs> That was the link, guys. That's what we've... Uh, this is the scoop. <laughs> oh, dear. You're right. What we're going to do, though, Tilly, is not do this service because there's a whole, like, biography of, of work that we've just never seen. So if you're older than us, I do apologise that we'll just be missing out. Yeah, sorry. But <laughs> we're so young and stupid and we don't know anything, so... He seems to me a very thin-skinned man from the interviews and things I've read. Have you read any interviews? Yes, I've seen I've seen interviews and I completely agree. So you were saying about um kind of all his interesting beliefs, shall we say? Mm-hmm. I don't really mind some of it. Like it's, you know, part of it he believed at one point that he had um melon-sized energy balls following him around who were the dead were the spirits of his dead parents which I actually think is quite sweet but he then also thinks that we don't have enough resources to look after immigrants yeah so and also that you can those that energy can also be applied to your own kind of responsibility to your own health so cancer for example is caused by lots of negative energy and stress and that if you try to de-stress, then you can basically eradicate cancer from your own body. So there are there are helpful things, and there are unhelpful things. Yeah, it's just it's just always annoying when someone is like so spiritual, but then l- is seemingly lacking empathy for other people. Because that's the whole point of trying to become a spiritual person. I think is that you 
can then feel like you're connected to other people and you let go of your ego and all that stuff. But this is a quote from him um, about him being anti-immigration, which he says is not anything to do with people's races, to do with resources. Um, and he said, this is an island and we have a situation now where we are going to run out of energy, said the person personality, who once hosted a programme called Noel's House Party featuring an inflated pink character called Mr Blobby, which is just a bit of <laughs> journalist sass that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You talked about um, EMP, which is like an electromagnetic pulse device that cost him £2,315. And he, he says it's a simple box that slows ageing, reduces pain, lifts depression and stress and tackles cancer. Yep, tackles cancer. Um, so obviously he then faced a lot of criticism, but he claims that he used this box when he himself had cancer he had prostate cancer in 2013 and he said that a very stressful and very negative period in his life had caused the cancer, which again was really discredited by anybody who knows anything about science, that stress is mm. in no way linked. Uh, there's no evidence that it, it is linked to causing cancer, but he says that's definitely what he believes caused his cancer. I then had my tumour destroyed by sound waves, proving yet again energy is the, at the heart of this issue. And he said that I believed pulsed, electromagnetic electromagnetism has a role to play in tackling cancer and i will always believe that and then try to promote this idea that you can buy these machines that basically pump energy sound waves through your body and can in some way sort of dismantle the cancer and it's uh it's completely loopy but he shouldn't have a platform where he's able to promote that dangerous uh incorrect stuff but equally, mm. it's what a lot of people kind of believe and it's segues a lot of people go down when they're really desperate and when they have illness, um, which is wanting to take control, particularly when it's so personal and he claims it worked for him and he wants it to work for other people despite there being no scientific mm. evidence. I mean, maybe it did work for him, but that's for him, not for... I mean, do I believe it? No, but I do also believe... I mean, first of all, it's so insulting, I think, to anyone who's lost someone to cancer or to any kind of illness to think that if they'd only 
thought more positively, they wouldn't get a tumour. That's just not... It's just not true, is it? It's just fucking stupid. You're just stupid. You're a stupid person (laughs) if you think that. (laughs) But that that being said, I, I do believe that mental health and physical health is linked, but that's not the same thing as... I thought a bad thought and now I'm going to get cancer. It, it, that sort of thing, I think, just totally links in with actually a kind of toxic positivity that I think actually is probably one of the worst things for mental health, which is where you just kind of stuff all of the negative feelings down and you say, I have to be positive, I have to smile every day. I'm smiling, I'm just so happy. It's great. You look so I, I love life, it's great, it's, it's brilliant. And I don't want to get cancer, so i got to smile all the time. I smile all the time. It's like, oh my God, that's, that's worse for your health. Doing that is worse for your health than anything. So I get what you're saying, but it's a no from me on that. What was I saying? Did I make it sound like I thought? No, was... no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking to Noel Edmonds. Sorry, I should have made that clear. Oh, I see. <laughs> he's on the Zoom call, but he's muted. He hasn't put his video on. <laughs> it's what we do with all our guests. <laughs> but as well with him, I do think it comes from a sense of like it's it's like a superiority that we all have a little bit yeah. built in us, and then and then these slightly conspiracy theories bring out to yeah, the max, yeah, yeah. which is believing that you are completely invincible. And I think the idea that he got prostate cancer, he's put down to this huge stress that he went through in order to go. Well, my body wouldn't do this to me. It's it's an outside thing that's come in, made me stressed, and he's found an explanation for why mm. he was able to basically have a moment of weakness and if he believes everything is energy and everything is because he views his career like that as well where he like has bad luck and then randomly they call up and offer him deal or no deal and look this was because I believed that this was going to happen it's like when you bet on a horse and then you think that you've had some control over that happening and I think because because he puts the stress that he went through that gave him prostate cancer down to his he was a victim of fraud basically um, through Lloyd's Bank. And it, actually, if you go on his Wikipedia page and you click on the website that's meant to be his personal website, it takes you to kind of a, a laundry list of everything the banks have kind of done wrong um, in in the last, you know, in the last decade through the financial crisis and all the rest of it when they cheated and lied so badly and they've been bailed out and, oh, they'll probably be bailed out again, fantastic. And this is a quote from him about the banking stuff, because I do think this is all to his credit, really. I agree. Um, You know, for all the kind of the stuff that I don't agree with, he is, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. This is what he said. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on that I never thought Noel Edmonds would get involved with. I am going to ensure that the small group of UK bankers that brought 12 years of austerity and deprivation upon the, upon the British people will go to prison. And if that is my legacy, then I would prefer it to being Mr Blobby's friend. He's so um, stubborn and righteous. And he went through a lot when he when this happened to him. His business was basically defrauded by the bankers who were supposedly meant to be taking care of his business. And he said that he tried to commit suicide and he's spoken publicly about that, which I think is really, you know, good of him to have done. And now he's kind of turned his energy and his... I'm trying to think of the right word. Can you help me? I think that he 
everything that he's done in his life has always been really personally motivated. So if something personally happens mm. to him, then suddenly he becomes obsessive about it and it's like the thing that he's fighting for. Mm. And I think sometimes that's really negative if it means that he's slightly fighting a personal battle against something that I don't agree with. But in this case, he's slightly struck on something that is much wider than just himself. Like you say, with the the really, really low point he got to with his mental health and speaking openly about that, I think is amazing. But also Lloyds Bank, he then set up this YouTube channel, Lloyds Victims, and it had 1.8 million subscribers. And it wasn't just about his case, but it was about raising awareness of all the times Lloyds Bank have, have screwed people mm-hmm. over, basically. And his big campaign is against their advertising slogan by your side you know that thing that they say sort of implying that they're mm. that they're there for you and that yeah i'm with you. i'm with lloyd's bank yeah don't don't steal my money anyone who's listening <laughs> to this i think he's got a real point and it's something that's always really funny if you go to the cinema and see a, an advert for a bank where it's always set up in this way that's implying any kind of ethical and any kind of ethical heart to it when the the truth is that they're interested in your money and then they profit off of your money and and um and I think it's a really fantastic thing that he's done I mean it's completely insane (laughs) it's completely insane in the sense that like he's just now obsessively that is what he is doing but I think (laughs) you're so right I think if he had a tv show he was presenting then he wouldn't be as obsessively doggedly going after it but but you know it's it's got value and um and they have done some bad stuff and he has managed to have a a bit of an impact with it so yeah i mean he is a very domineering charismatic figure you've only got to watch deal or no deal on youtube to know that <laughs> totally. i'd fucking shit myself if noel edmonds came in and started telling me about my energy i'd be like whoa what the fuck i'm afraid but also there sometimes is a point where i'm like you know, obviously the thing with his melon balls following him round, which is very sweet, but but also, <laughs> like, a bit ridiculous. But then sometimes I'm like, well, it is a bit mad that we're all here, isn't it? And we're all on this big ball flying through space. Like, maybe you did have melon balls. Oh, I say let him have his melon balls. I think that's great. That's what gets you through. That's what gets you through. It is. We've all got ideas and... We've all got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me i'm boring okay uh, <laughs> we've all got beliefs is what i wanted to say we've all got beliefs about why that thing happened to us why that particular situation happened and they don't have to be true they don't have to be objectively true they can be real for us and i think sometimes people miss that when they're too busy making fun of other people's melon balls Oh, that's beautiful. I got there eventually. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like I've I've just started um I got a my first tarot deck <gasps> and I'm learning tarot cards and I'm not learning it like oh I can definitely predict the future. That's not why I'm No, in- it's the best. It's the best. My mum reads tarot. I mean, I say reads in inverted commas because her whole thing is that it's not really real, but it's a form of psychology. Like, it does help you ask and answer questions about what you want and where you're going. And the fact that you read into things then indicates what's most prominent in your mind and what's most important to you. I think Mm -hmm. they're the the best. Yeah. Also, they're a great way of finding out about people if you uh, 
if you if you ever want to do them on other people good way of getting the yeah, intel yeah for sure i would like to do that eventually oh you'd be so great tilly well thank you but it is like for me it's just like a lot of the time i struggle to know what i am feeling that and that's a problem that i'm having a lot at the moment so you know it's it's a it's a way of me looking at something and like you say how your brain then interprets it you're then like oh maybe I feel like this about this actually and I hadn't thought about that Mm. it's a way of almost talking to yourself basically I think um but someone else would look at it and go oh why oh tarot why are you doing that you you freak you think you can see the future and it's like oh have a crumb of fun in your life And this is why your wife divorced you, you know? I think that's what your autobiography should be called, a crumb of fun. <laughs> a crumb of fun. <laughs> that is all I will allow myself at the moment. That's what I've realised. I have no fun. That's not I don't. I don't let my... True. Okay, 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 okay. All right. I have fun when I talk to you. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning at the moment with everything that's going on, I just, I feel like all I'm allowed to do is sit in my bed and scroll on my phone. When did I decide that for myself? When did I decide that I wasn't allowed to read, play video games, bake a cake, listen to an album I haven't heard in years? These are all things that I used to do when I was 14, 15, 18 even. And I never felt guilty for it. And now, I don't know what it is. This isn't about Noel Edmonds, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I need to go to therapy. <laughs> what, what is it? Is it me? Is it me? Or is it, is it, the, is it, is it capitalism? To sound like a fucking simple simpleton. Is it because I'm not being productive? What is it? I do think it's being a grown-up, to be honest. I think being a grown-up, mm. when you're a kid, you're only really responsible for yourself. And when you're an adult, your life... The reason you don't allow yourself things like that is because a lot of the time you're having to look out for other people and be plugged into the world. Like, the reason you're scrolling on Twitter is because you need to be plugged into what house Dominic Cummings is going to at the moment. And I think that we all... And it is capitalism a bit, but also I do think we all have this sense of wanting what we're doing to feel like it's in some way feeding into, like, a great Useful good yeah yeah totally yeah. yeah it's what I've really enjoyed about watching um really really good tv because I that's something I stopped allowing myself before lockdown is I'd always feel like mm. it was a bit of a like indulgence to watch like a really good box set and I've realized oh my god like this is the reason we do the arts is because it feeds into your understanding of like human nature and like political issues and also mm. it's really good <laughs> stranger things is really good have you just watched that Oh my god, I'm on series, I'm just starting series three for the first time. I've only seen series one. Oh, it's, series two is fantastic, because I thought, where are they, they going to go with this? But it's, oh yeah, it's really good. Have you seen Fargo? No. You would love Fargo, the <gasps> first series of Fargo is amazing. Oh my god, yeah. It's really amazing. I'm so happy. And Billy Bob had... Thornton's in it. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton, that old chestnut. Yeah, playing like... A real sociopath. I don't know who that is. I think he probably is a sociopath in real life because it it is scary. I'm not, I'm not, I do get very scared though. There have been several scolding incidents in my flat. The first episode, Matt had a cup of tea in his hand that he jumped and it went everywhere. The second episode, Matt had a (laughs) cup of tea on the floor and he jumped up. He was so scared and he put his foot in the cup of tea. 
had to get a bo- box of cold water. Oh, so now we have him. a no tea rule. <laughs> um, only only lukewarm cups of tea. Or if you're going to have a hot cup of tea, then you can't watch it in the first 10 minutes because that's normally when something scary happens. Right. Or in like the last 15 minutes, it's like a tea window. Because <laughs> it's too dangerous. At least you're preparing for it mentally, you know. Oh, I miss you. Oh, I miss you. I really you. miss you. Oh, I miss you. I can't wait to give you a hug. That's going to be so nice. I can't wait to drive to Dominic Cummings' house and lick your butthole in front of his front door. <laughs> We're not breaking any rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a visual in my head now. <laughs> Me too. Just Dominic Cummings like this. <laughs> Looking cross. <laughs> cross or aroused, we're not sure. <laughs> Love it. Well, that was Noel Edmonds. Was it? <laughs> what a oh, guy. God. What a mighty what good guy. I'm going to go watch all those people winning £250,000. Oh, yeah, I'll send you the link. It's so good. He's so good. It's great. What entertainment. Brilliant show. What entertainment. What shirts. Yeah. Would you have had sex with Noel Edmonds? Young Noel Edmonds? Uh, I think not, actually. I think he's on my not list. Right. He 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 reminds me of the people that I met at university mm-hmm. who I thought were a bit prats. <laughs> but like I like him to not know him. I'm so sorry if he ever hears with his children here. I don't think he's that. He just reminds me of some people that I knew who were like, you know, those men who were like, hi, yeah, I've got to come in and save this and sort this and I've got opinions about things. He's one of them and I'm, I'm not into Dickheads. <laughs> those guys with opinions. <laughs> What about you? Is he on your yes or your no list? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. I think he's quite fit. Sorry. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? But I need professional help, (laughs) as discussed. So It's been a long lockdown as well. I just love, I just love a long hair on a man. I love a long hair on a man. I'm sorry. It's very bouffant. I love it. What do you think about the goatee? Mm. He he wouldn't be anyone without it though, would he? Yeah, brand. He has had a lot of wives. Like them, he has clearly got a bit of something, something because he is not shy at getting a woman to marry. Him. Oh no, he loves it. Bit of a cliche in that sense, isn't he? Like getting through the wives, marrying his makeup artist. But I'm sure they're very happy. They seem incredibly happy. I wish I could marry my makeup artist. She was so nice <laughs> on the last job I did. Oh, were you on television? Oh, well, back in the day when television used to exist. There is something so comforting about someone touching your face. Oh, yeah. I always get a crush on my makeup artist. And then afterwards, I'm like, what was that about? Like, especially when they're like, one of the ones I had on a job I did was like giving me loads of unsolicited advice about my acne. And it was like, oh. Helpful or not helpful? Not helpful. Just shut up and cover my face. I like it when they non-consensually pluck my mole hair. <laughs> they sort of distract me with their chat, get out their tweezers, and then suddenly, oh, like, I've purposely been growing that. Oh, God forbid a woman should have a hair on her face. This is why we're all going to die. We're too busy plucking women's mole hairs rather than fixing climate change. That's why we're all going to fucking die. This is the shit we care about. Oh! There's a, there's a mole hair on the screen. <laughs> I just know that they've been looking at that since day one, going, I'm going to find a way to, to pluck that uh, out of Oh, yeah, Helen's not hot with this mole hair. 
I I love you and I love your mole and I love your mole I hair. I love you and your moles and your mole hairs and your acne. Thank you. Not that I can see Thank any you. through the camera. <laughs> You're beautiful. God bless you. You're beautiful too. See you next week, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork was designed Great by Luke W. Robson. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.